1: you're looking living like at, you're living. living like you're living, caught up in the make-believe, lost in uh, your uh, dream, uh, dream, get dope people, stop, stop giving people. up yourself.
2: self-respect, stop it, get dope people, talking through my people,
1: yeah, I can take some strange turns on you, living with the thankful a day that's not worth having. Chances on the shore falls are free. you never going to feel what you need when what you really want inside.
3: But there were others as well as Tymere, Punt and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured a libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. Ashe.
4: you are listening
3: to time for an awakening media part of the black talk radio network for podcasts
4: or live programming hit them up at time for
3: good morning african world you are listening to african perspectives here on the motherland media network on time for and black talk radio and i am your host baba oshi hotel family hope you are well today Hope you're going to have a good weekend. Hope you get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hoping, too, that the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. But if it's too damn hot out there, brothers and sisters, stay hydrated and keep cool. In fact, of all the weather calamities, heat kills more people than anything. You know, cause you always can stay indoors when it's freezing. You know, you can seek shelter in storms and hurricanes, and sometimes it works and tornadoes. But when it's hot, it's hot. So, family, stay cool. Stay hydrated. This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11, Mountain, or 8 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, and this is definitely what you should do, just go to timeforanawakening.com. In fact, if you want to listen to this program, don't, I even, haven't even mentioned TuneIn. Don't go to TuneIn because they break for commercials. If you want to listen to this program with commercial-free, go to TimeForAnAwakening dot com. On the right side of the page you'll see it where you can click on and you can listen to this program as it is being broadcast right now at com And of course if you want to hear other programs that we've had, just go to timeforanawakening.com Put in this, you know, at the top of the page you'll see podcast Click on that. The drop down you'll see African perspectives. Click on that and then there will be programs that are dated and titled also too if you you can go to um, babaoshi.net babaoshi.net whatever search engine you use you know <laughs> you can use that one Awakening and put it in babaoshi.net and once again programs that are dated and titled but if you use google and firefox or internet explorer whatever it is that you use put in babaoshi.net ah <laughs> uh, yeah other programming we have here at time for an awakening well this program is every monday wednesday and friday from 11 a.m to 1 p.m and then we have uh, time for an awakening with brother elliot and brother richard on friday this evening 8 p.m until and then on sunday 7 p.m until and uh, that's what brother elliot and brother richard and the number to call is 215-490-9832-215 490-9215-490-9832. make sure I'd say I better be right and just be saying some stuff man you know <laughs> I guess I hear saying some just saying some stuff <laughs> we buy black the largest online marketplace for American African owned businesses is we get everything you need from American African owned businesses. WeBuyBlack.com us Africa for the Africans Brother Bomani Tahembe Brother Bomani is about to take another group of brothers and sisters uh, it's going to be in a minute because it's November November 16th through the 27th going to Tanzania and then after that December 24th to January 4th 2024 to Azania. then after that March 29th to April 9th, Liberia. Then after that, July 11th to the July 23rd, 2024, Ghana. After that, November 21st to December 2nd, 2024, Kemet. Then April 1st to April 11th, 2025, Senegal and Gambia. Brothers and sisters, go to the website africafortheafricans.org. Uh, everything you need is right there for you. Everything you need, all the information, shots, visas, all the stuff that you need. Also, too, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. You want to see videos of previous tours, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani2007. And so you can see for yourself what's happening. Habersha, dot Incorporated.org brothers and sisters, they are doing the work here in the Atlanta area with Habershaw Works, Black Tar Roots, Golden Growers, Sustainable ap- Seeds, and Urban Green Jobs. They launched the Kashi Project in Ghana last October. It's going well. You, you need to look at the pictures of that project and how beautiful it is, the buildings, and so forth. Habasha, helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. The Ledge Group, land for the environmental development for group economics. Ledge, land for the environmental development for group economics. They deal in four areas of human existence, of human importance, of human vital what is vital for human beings, and that is food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 projects in six African countries, over 170 employed, and over 260 members. Brothers and sisters become a member of the Ledge Group. In fact, if you do become a member, you can buy land, $250 an acre. That's right, $250 an acre. For $1,000, you can get four acres of land in Tanzania. It might be on, might be near the Serengeti. It might be near Mount Kilimanjaro. It might be in Arusha. I don't know. But check it out. The Ledge Group, Plan for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Abibiatumi. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I Abibiatumi.com Brothers and sisters, go to com. They offer many programs that you can check out and uh, BBATumi.com. it's my pharmacy brother Jabril can put a program up for you if you say for instance you are tired of uh, prescription drugs how they make you feel he can develop a holistic approach for your healing and so give him a call at 770 765 7751 at 770 765 7751 or go to Smypharmacy.com. If you want to drop him an email, go to Smypharmacy at gmail.com. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y.com or at gmail.com. Pharmacy family. The Moses West Foundation, the atmospheric water generating technology that he has perfected and just wants to help the world to make sure that you have clean drinking water. You have clean water for whatever the, the issues are because the atmosphere is and global warming and you see what's happening. So he, he, we, they address water disaster zones, water scarcity, water rescue. Your contributions help us fulfill our mission to improve access to clean water Support us today and help change the world. The Moses West Foundation. The Moses West Foundation dot org. The Moses West Foundation dot org. What a rescue. Well Dada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar, located here in Atlanta on the West End, on Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard. Across the street from Soul Vegetarian Restaurant up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna in the West End, right there in the heart of the West End. Two blocks away is the West End Mall. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. Tomorrow and Sunday, they'll be serving vegan dishes. And of course, they have so much at Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. Give them a call at 404-444-1635. 404-444-1635. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Mama Nia has a fine selection of books, postcards, green cards, T-shirts, figurines, gift certificates, and all kinds of good stuff. Give Mama Nia a call at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The other bookstore we also make mention is the Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore and Coffee Bar, located in east of Atlanta in Lithonia take I-20 east going towards uh, Augusta I-20 east exit 74 make a left you're going east now when you make a left you know you're going north and about a mile up the road on the left hand side is the Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore and Coffee Bar where Brother De Hajamu. Proprietor has a fine selection of books the red black and green shoes t-shirts oh man the 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 coffee bar man he's got it going on right on Brother the give him a call at 770-305-6373 770-305-6373 there is light in the black dot and then you jump back on main street again now go back the other way the way you came Okay, now you're going south. And then, once again, make a left onto I-20 going east. The next exit, exit 75, Turner Hill Road. You make that exit, make a right, three lights. Make another right, and on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market, the new Black Wall Street Market family. Check it out. Check it out on weekends, the new Black Wall Street Market. I'll be headed that way real soon. Us Lifting Us to Economic Development Cooperative for for our people. Us Lifting Us. Had that Thursday night broadcast last night. A good job but Brother anc and um, Brother Thurman. Good information. Every Thursday night from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Us Lifting Us. On blogtalkradio.com. Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash U-L-U you can listen to the broadcast but if you want to call call in to listen or give questions comments or give questions comments or concerns dial 929 477 2789 that's 929 477 2789 us lifting us every Thursday night Thursday night broadcast from 9pm to 10pm homeland village Homeland Village and Gift Shop located in Macon, Georgia. Brother B just got it going on. Every th- from Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. from Tuesday through Sunday. He has everything. He's got furniture. He's got clothing. He even has a vegan restaurant on the premise. That's right. Man, he's got it going on. Give him a call at 478-256-1166. 478 256 66 six, Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. I always give a shout out on Fridays to my good brother, brother Yusuf Muhammad, with disaster awareness for community preparedness, especially in light of how the weather is always an issue. He'll be talking about things that you need to do to keep yourself safe. Listen to the program. It's on blog talk radio from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Fridays, that's Eastern time from 4 to 6 Eastern time on Fridays. Brother Yusuf Mohammed, former former president of the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters, like I am. The number is 563-999-3089. That's 563-999-3089. Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Sun Goddess Sense, Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Fords Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. Give my sister Shelly Allen set a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. I can't say enough about what Sister Gabby is doing in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti Sanjay S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti A-Y-I-T-I dot org Sanjay dash Haiti dot org brothers and sisters check her out check out the website Baba Baruti and Mama Eniya. school is uh, about to start that's why they start school in a couple of weeks a few weeks they start school in in fact, starting date is August 1st. So, yeah. August 1st. So if you want to check it out, uh, you can email them at yahbarudi at yahoo or Barudy at yahoo. You can call them at 404-753-7237. That's 404-753-7237. And of course, uh, You can be there physically here in Atlanta off of Ralph D. Red Abernathy, or you can be virtual. Give them a call. Ockman Institute, the online school tutorial program, African-centered education. That's right. That's right, family. And, of course, uh, next weekend, Friday the 21st through Sunday the 23rd, Liberated Minds, Black Homeschool and Education Expo. It's going to be at the Piedmont Technical College Conference Center. And, uh, man, going to be a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Baba Baruti is going to give a keynote address on that Saturday. The identity of an African-centered educator. The identity of an African-centered educator. He is the model family. He is the model. The men's quarterly gathering is the Hunt is On, a lecture by Baba Baruti on Saturday, August 5th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Saturday, August 5th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. If you want to uh check it out, make your donation, $10 for adults, $5 for warriors in training to PayPal, YahBaruti at Yahoo or Cash App dollar sign Barudi. And make sure you put the hunters on your name and your email address so you can get the link. The same day is the women's quarterly. African Womanhood. Once again, the same thing applies. Your name and your email address so you can get the link. African Womanhood, Mama Ya. And the time on that is. From 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. From 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday, August 5th. All right. Save the date. African Warriors Day. Saturday, September 16th. Take note. In previous years, Baba Baruti and the brothers celebrate African Warriors Men Day in September. And Iniyah and the sisters celebrate African Women's Day in December. This year and ongoing. Moving forward. We will combine these celebrations into one joint celebration for us all in September, and we hope to see you there. BB Fortier, BB Fodier family, say. Yeah. Vinyase sim, tenya sim, the enya sim of daily revolutionary thought. Yeah, I tell you, I just. They have some good stuff in here, man. They they really do. They Good stuff. And of course, we're going to read three of them. July 13th. Those who seek temporary security rather than basic liberty deserve neither. Let me repeat that. Those who seek temporary security rather than basic liberty deserve neither. That's Queen Mother Moore. Queen Mother Moore. People sense it. They can feel it in the air, even though most cannot identify it or touch it. They know something is wrong, has been wrong, terribly wrong, but whatever it is, it has run its course. It has returned home, for it has nowhere else to go. It can no longer hide behind blaming others. It is afraid, and it and its fears react with terror against anyone or anything within its reach. Truth always surfaces. It cannot be hidden or African warrior scholars could not know what we know. But to set us free from this terror, it must be acted upon. It must correctly be dealt with finally and forever. We must become the force of correction or our enslavement becomes more sophisticated and in Indifferent, infinite. Enslavers learn from and correct those mistakes that in the past threaten their reality with revolution from below. Embracing the wisdom of those who have earned the right to be called elders and ancestors, we must walk their path. And if we are to eliminate this chaos from humanity, in this quest, African warrior scholars must know we owe our people answer only to the universe and can no longer allow Europeans to spread their destructive confusion. Of this there can be no doubt. say, Affirm, I am force of correction. Affirm, I am a force of correction. July 14th. There's a very significant difference between retreat and defeat. George Jackson. For revolutionaries without an option of defeat, retreat is defined as a collective effort to move back from the front lines to more secure spaces in order to regroup forces, dress wounds, check morale, reassess resources, and return to battle with more effective victorious strategies. Defeat is defined as defeat. And is only an option for those truly vanquished. Those who have given up on being victorious and are willing to pretend men and womenhood. We have never been defeated, family. We will never be defeated. We will never be defeated. No matter the conditions or distance of the, re- of the retreat, warriors with a victorious vision return in force to the battlefield because there is no other reasonable option. If we recognize that Africans cannot be who we are, independent, powerful, ancestor-loving, self-respecting, self-determining people in Urugu's presence, then we, as conscious, rational beings, can but reach one logical conclusion. We cannot share the same space, time, and truth with our enemies. I repeat, we cannot share the same space, Time and truth, with our enemies, affirm I retreat only to better position and to prepare for victory. Affirm I retreat only to better prepare for victory. I say, July fifteenth. It is easy to be hopeful in the day when you can see the things you wish on. The author, Zora Nell Hurston, African men and women. Coming into consciousness full of a dormant, righteous rage brought to life by conditions and contradictions, expect to find an army to work with, not a bunch of personalities debating what we do and don't do, can't and cannot, or will and won't have. This is confusing and demoralizing. Of course, our enemies know this is what they these words will find and rely on us, having at most Nothing more than a ragtag militia without a concrete mission other than within a vision of reform European or reform European or Arab or far Eastern reality from which we can better benefit. As revolutionaries, as the idea of others, contradictions coming to the head and imploding may sound to some such wishful thinking is still other orientated and centered because the focus is on waiting for the cultural contradictions of others. Culture and society to eventually and successfully turn against them. Affirm. When I cannot find them, I make armies. Affirm. When I cannot find them, I make armies. I bring people together. We're going to do this family. We're going to do this. Okay. All right, family. That's the the inya system of daily revolutionary thought, and we're going to be talking today to the Pan African Federalist Movement. Of course, you know we have members of the Pan African Federalist Movement on this program. Because of um all kind of stuff that was happening last month and so forth, we didn't have anybody on, but we can continue to have somebody at least once a month on the pan african federal from the pan African federalist movement to keep us abreast of what's going on because we believe that the pan African federalist movement, and its idea is the way that we should go you know I've attended a number of meetings and I even went to a program a uh, few, and I made mention of it. In fact, I had um, a brother on uh, from the organization, the community. <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, from the community organization, and uh, the, the community movement builders, community movement builders organization, and they're here in 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 the Atlanta area. And um, had a good conference, had a number of people. But, you know, one of the things that was clear to me that they were financed, by who I'm not sure. But, I mean, you know, the the registration fee was only $25. And they had food and other amenities and so forth, and that was cool. Some good uh, workshop presenters, I'm quite sure, they had to get them to the conference them from out of town you know but I thought it was well and they had a number of which is to me always important a number of young people you know a number of young people I had attended uh, Ron Daniels State of the Black World Conference which uh, that's where I met our, our guest today <clears throat> yep that's where I met our guest Brother Cliff and so we're going to be talking with Brother Cliff and of course Mama Nabantu, also with the Pan African Federalist Movement and you, yeah. Me introduce my good brother, Brother Cliff. Good after, good morning.
5: Good morning, Baba. How are you, sir?
3: I'm doing well. How you doing, man? Oh,
5: not too bad. Not too bad. I'm a, I'm a bit of a late riser, so <laughs> I, always, I always have to get the sand out of my eyes. I, I hear
3: you, up. brother. Well, well, you well, you're fortunate in that respect, man, because I know. I'm an early riser. <laughs> no matter what time I go to bed, I'm getting up at the same. You know, I, I was a firefighter from for thirty-something oh. years, and and um, and you become real. I know, you, I know you've got stories to tell. Oh yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt. There's, there's there's a few, you know. But one of the things is is my sleeping patterns, because you know when you're a firefighter, you're in tune to that alarm going off, and then you jump up and you right. You know, get your stuff on, get your stuff on the fire truck or fire engine and go to the situation and handle your business, whatever it is, you know. And uh, uh so sometimes I'm still getting up like I'm going to the firehouse, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when I want I would love to sleep till 9 or 10 o'clock. <laughs> mm. But I've done that maybe, when I. Maybe you
5: should install a pole outside the house so you can like <laughs> run out the door and just slide just, down the pole to so get the day started.
3: <laughs> yeah, get that familiarity, slide that pole. <laughs> Did you know a black a, a brother invented that in Chicago? Really? That's right, That's right. a sliding We're pole. finding
5: that we invented almost everything, it seems. You yeah. know? Doesn't it?
3: Doesn't it, man, I tell you. In, in spite real of real mccoy traffic yeah. lights everything <laughs> yeah so it's so in spite of all the, the the segregation all of the prejudice all of the bigotry all of the all of the all of the, all of the we still rise we always oh, yeah. rise you know and 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 we won't die all they right. can't, yeah they can't kill us man but what we need to do is organize yes sir Yes, what we need we need to organize i was just mentioning the uh, community movement builders uh, mm-hmm. out of Atlanta, and, and they had a conference. I attended that, and, and I was thinking to myself, because I did mention um, Pan-African Federalist Movement, because the the title of the conference was uh, Unity in Our Lifetime, Connecting the National Black Struggles for Self-Determination with Pan-Africanism. You know, mm-hmm. And, of course, that's what the Pan-African Federalist Movement is all about this pan Africanism is making the continent of Africa one africa one africa mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and having us come home to build the continent up you know to to develop infrastructure develop schools develop hospitals to connect uh the continent from north south east to west and get out uh, get rid of all the Asians and Arabs and Caucasians and everything else, you know, so we can control our land and control our resources. Then There's nowhere in this damn world that we can go into somebody else's land and claim a part of it and then to be self-sufficient. Nowhere. You know? But yet, they all over the continent. In fact, the Indians are trying to retake Uganda. Remember, they were they were in Uganda. They were in Uganda before Idi Amin. And then Idi Amin kicked them out. You know? And since they feel they can try their best to get back and take, take India. And, of course, uh, everywhere else where Europeans are and now China. China's huge in Africa. <clears throat> I've been to Ghana and man, they they're all over. They're building unlike unlike the West or unlike the Europeans. At least they're providing some infrastructure, you know. But still, you know their 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 error and their attitude and their arrogance a lot of times show. But what's happening with the Pan African Federalist Movement? What's going on? I know you. <coughs> excuse me. One of the um, coordinators
5: i'm actually the um technically speaking i guess you could say sure i'm the deputy coordinator for north america it's not as important as it sounds um basically i do whatever little things i can do to assist the coordinator who's baba moilimu Kwasi Kwayaja Amsada out of Florida. Yes, and um, the Secretary General, who's of course Mama Nabantu on and Kwanda. And so basically I just kind of do whatever little things I can do to assist them as far as moving the organization
3: forward in Ashe. North America. see. And we need that. We need you know, um, like I said, you know, when I look at our situation and to me it's very clear. In fact, this this program, Pan-African, excuse me, this program, African Perspectives, we talk about independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty for African people. But our mm. motto is Pan-Africanism or perish, unify or die. And mm, that's yes. serious because that's the reality. You know, I, I I listen to our scholars and I listen to our uh, elders, and I listen to our ancestors, you know. And, and every time I think about that, I listen. I remember um, <clears throat> Dr. John Henry Clark saying that either it's Pan Africanism or we're going to perish. They were very clear. Many of them, uh, those warrior scholars, Amos Wilson and so forth, were very clear. They understood there was no compromise with these Caucasians. To hell uh-huh. with that. There's not trying to persuade them or or encourage them to act right, do right, be right. In fact, with what they're doing, with what Caucasians are doing now, particularly here in this country, and and understand, to me, the United States, which is the military arm of white supremacy, you know, is how I look at them because the administrative arm is uh, uh, Europe, particularly the British you know but the united states is the military arm of that and and they're doing everything that they can do to maintain the position of dominance and control that they have and they're not going to change it and there's no there is nothing that we can say or do to make that happen so that being the case fuck them yeah i can say it strongly like that all right you know because mm-hmm. let us pull our resources let us you know close ranks let us do for ourselves let us prepare to get up out of here let us prepare to go home and work with the brothers and sisters there and let the brothers and sisters there know we are coming and prepare for that to happen and let us begin to kick out everybody else mm-hmm. to run our con- to, to run our continent to run the land the resources to educate our people, because everything just i don 't know if you checked this out just recently uh, uh, watching the national news there is a bill by um some Republicans saying that if a state or municipality is going to agree. To reparations for those Africans who have been enslaved, and puts forth that the federal government will deny them anything. There will mm. be no subsidies to them. This is, you know, I'm like, <laughs> well, that's that's kind
5: of how they control what what the states do anyway. They they say if you want any federal funding from from us, and all states get some but they'll say if you want any federal funding from us then you have to either do certain things or not do certain things and all they just have to do is decide what those things are and they just put those down on paper so like, okay, if you do this you're not going to any federal funding so that's that's kind of how they how they control what it is that even a state um, or local municipality may or may not do they don't even have to pass a law against doing it all they got to do say okay if you're going to do this one I couldn't give you any money and that shuts them
3: down Yeah, well they want to make sure this in law they want to codify it they want to say Mm -hmm. this is the law if you give American Africans money for the redress of their enslavement through reparations you will not get a damn penny from the federal government Mm. you know yeah, yeah. You can with first things. Yeah. So, you know, the bottom line is, we should be tired of begging these yeah. folks. I mean, it hasn't happened. It's not happening. It ain't gonna happen. We should be tired of this. And mm-hmm. and 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 the main thing that we need to do is begin to do for ourselves. You know, and and yeah. what are the, and one of the problems that prevents us from doing that is the multi the multiple numbers of organizations that we have and it prevents us from organizing effectively because we're all over the place. You mm-hmm. know? And and then you got some organizations that that are receiving money from entities that really don't have and never had our best interests at heart.
5: Yeah, they basically paid off. Mm-hmm they're they're paid off to to uh, either slow walk or shut down entirely yeah. any moves that African people will make toward um, toward self-determination toward uh, any self-sufficiency toward and that, right
3: and that's why we must be totally independent totally independent mm-hmm. uh, I, you know I, I attended of course you know we were there uh, ron Daniels, state of the black world conference yes the it was,
5: it was, uh, i was i was honored to meet you there
3: yeah you too dear brother you too and i didn't know that sometime before that uh there was three million dollars that was split in half between the institute of the black world they got 1.5 and in cobra in cobra got mm. 1.5 million okay and and this was a document that was shared by me with a brother from the National Black United Front, MBUF. Okay. you know and I saw it written in <laughs> just written in an article, that's what happened and so mm-hmm. um, man uh, to me I can understand in this country you need money mm-hmm. otherwise you know <laughs> that's that's the reality of, uh, of, of being here and then probably other places. But here specifically, you, you, you're you going to need some capital. Mm-hmm. You know, but the question becomes who you're getting in front and who are you getting it from and what are some of the things that you're obligated to do to receive it?
5: All right, what are they buying for their money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or who are they buying for their money?
3: Right. You know... And sometimes that will eliminate you being effective or for you to really um, achieve your mission or even right. go out there to do what your mission is. Because right. they...
5: It's even similar to the whole 501c3.
3: case that kind of guides your 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 willingness to eh, go ahead to get these funds we need the money we need to do this that and the other but yeah mm-hmm. but yet you are beholding you know for those who have given you the money and they may ask for certain things or they may ask for information that you really don't want to divulge
5: you know All right whoever pays the pipe calls the tune that's right
3: and so unfortunately um that's what's happening, yeah. You know, like I said, I the organization. I thought they did a uh, at that conference, the uh, community builders. Mm-hmm. They did. A, I mean, it's a good conference as well, um, maintained and a good job, and a lot of good young people, good pr- presenters. In fact, that Sunday workshop with these sisters was on fire, man. Mm. You know, it really was on fire. You know. And the only fire that we had up at uh, Baltimore for uh, Ron mm-hmm. Daniels is, is is when Black Lives Matter and my good brother Kamathi was bumping heads. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
5: Strangely enough, that was the one day of the uh, of the uh, State of the Black World Conference w- where I was not there, and I'm kind of kicking myself for that
3: one. Oh but, man, um, yeah, you man, uh, brother, you should have been there. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, well,
5: I had I had to do a couple of things to make sure that I didn't get locked out of the house. So, uh, <laughs>
3: well, those are priorities, so, man. That's for sure. <laughs>
5: yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I had I had like Wednesday and Thursday. I mm-hmm. kind of been away, right? You know, uh, as some might say, playing revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday I, I, again. I was I was back there. With, they had all their breakout sessions and all, and I was there all day. And then Sunday, of course, they had right. the closing ceremonies, which which I thought were too short and, mm. and and showed me some of the shortcomings. I mean, as conferences go, I I, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was a, it was a decent conference as conferences go, but unfortunately, too many conferences generally turn into talk shops, and yeah. and it got that way a little bit. Um, and then there were some things that they should have talked about but didn't. Um, yeah, but I, I I missed that Friday session and and that that would have been certainly would have been very interesting to kind
3: of yeah there there was some, there was some fireworks and and, and yeah. it stemmed from, um, the fact that a libation was given before their presentation and yeah and and no no brothers were mentioned, you know
5: yeah you 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 want to set somebody off then be BLM with its reputation and yeah. then. Hold and it, and then and then hold a libation where you're only talking about sisters and now it, it, the thing is is that if this had been um, a revolutionary pan African organization or an organization that was primarily run by brothers and they had decided to do a libation and they had announced ahead of time we are going to do our libation for the sisters and I think that would have gone over mm. that would yeah. that would have yeah. worked. Yeah, but BLM, uh, the, all the controversy that has come up right. on occasion with regard to the, the, the founders, April Tomedi, Alicia mm-hmm. Garza, Patrice Cullors, all the wh- whether whether it's true or not, the all all of. saying in their statement they were looking to disrupt the family i think what they were trying to do is they were trying to say that they wanted to disrupt this requirement that that is what the family must be hmm. and but it's 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 in some people's minds it's not a very far walk from one to the other but still there is a difference between those two those two statements and you know it's it's, it's very easy whether you're getting the wrong impression or not it's very easy to get that idea, and then that doesn't help things. All right. those things pop up on top of each other, and then you do the libation the way you did it <laughs> yeah, and Yeah, brother. So it's not a good look at all. Not at all. <laughs>
3: no, it wasn't. And believe me, sparks were flying.
5: <laughs> yeah.
3: You know, fact, I, I, I did see the video. I did see the, the video yeah. later on. Yeah, even I got involved because they were attacking the brother, and I just, I just had to yeah. stand up to help defend him, man. I mean, I wasn't there when the libation was given, but I understand it, because I do libation. Yeah. You know, I've been doing libation about 30 years, you know, since the 90s. Mm. 90s, and I I, I would never you know, not mention our species half, you know, the sisters. I would never not mention Queen Mother Moore, Francis Cresswell, or whoever. Never. You know, we need each other. In fact, you know, the bottom line is we need family. And, and in a traditional African family, it's a man, it's a woman, and some children. Now, my contention is, there in, in the African-centered movement, in the Pan-African... I, now, you correct me, brother, if I'm wrong. In the Pan-African Federalist movement, there is no homosexual plank. There is no thing about homosexuals. And and, and, and and their struggles and so forth. If you are homosexual... There is not,
5: there is not.
3: Right. So if you're homosexual and you want to support the Pan-African Federalist Movement and be a member of and work in it, you keep that other shit to yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't promote that. We're not all about mm-hmm. that. We're about, we're about changing the hearts and minds of African people to get them to understand that we need Pan-Africanism. We need a dynamic pan Africanism that mm-hmm. that brothers and sisters are committed to to deal with to change this world, mm-hmm. you know. And now we ain't about who you sleep with. That's your thing,
5: right? As long as right.
3: you know, as long as you keep that to yourself. Right. And so you know, um, and,
5: and he, even even that that whole that whole issue, of course, it can get kind of kind of complicated depending on where you are, but. I see a lot of people getting confused sometimes in that there is, okay, sure, sure, there are issues that members of the LGBTQ community are concerned about. Sure. Uh, er, er, Ever since, ever since you had, um, I can't remember the the person's name who, uh, I think it was in Texas somewhere, and people knew that he was gay, and so they chased him down, and then they strung him up and they killed him.
6: Okay. And right.
5: so you, you look at right. that kind of a situation, you say, right. okay, well, that shouldn't happen to anybody. Exactly, um, I agree. The, you know, there are certain human rights that everybody has, and everyone should be granted those human rights. And if you just happen to love someone of the same sex as you, then th- okay, yeah, that that's your thing. That's your bill. And I'm not going to chase you down because of that. At the same time, though, whatever the the political issues that you have in terms of in terms of lifting up that particular community or, or um, you know, Pride Month and all those sort of things, those things should not be brought into a pan-African agenda, at least not to the degree to which they will then subordinate or subsume that pan-African agenda. Exactly. That pan-African agenda's got to come first. You're, exactly. We're together in these organizing efforts because we are people of African descent. Right. Exactly. And so all these other little things, you know, we're not we're not there to promote Pride Month in a Pan African conference. You no, know, you want to do that little thing, you do that little thing, you do it over there.
3: Right, you do it on now, your you, home.
5: It, when you come now, Uganda and Kenya, they they got their own things where where they where they mm. basically have have uh, illegalized it. I, I don't know if you go so far as saying they criminalized it. In some places, they they, yeah. they do. Yeah. Um, and so the, even there, there's a balancing act because then you say, well, do do. Do some of those laws go against a person's human rights? Well, okay, we, we can talk about that. Then there's also a question of what is the culture of that particular country?
6: Mm-hmm. What
5: does the culture of that country say? For example, in the United States, you you if you marry a, 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 anyone who's like 15 or 16 years old, that's a problem in the United States.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: There's a difference between... Um, a consenting uh, a relationship, a pair consenting mm-hmm. adults, statutory right. So you you've got those kinds of things where they won't allow you. You you can't do those certain things. There are certain things that the culture in the United States just says you will not do this, and those things are not legal. And in Kenya and Uganda, at least, and probably in some other African countries, there there are probably similar issues, just with regard to the LGBTQ community and. I, I would say that at least those are things that those countries themselves need to sort out. What do the people there, where, where's the culture on that, where are the people on that, and what kind of a relationship do those countries want to have with the other countries of the world? And just let them work it out.
3: Well, I agree with you, and I know that uh, many of the United States diplomats have gone into Africa and and saying, well, we'll do this for you, but you have to allow Homosexuality, the LGBT uh-huh. community to exist in your country, and many of them have uh-huh. rejected that. Um, there's a brother; um, he's an ancestor, brother Nana Hochi. His wife gave me my name. You know, mm. when we had a naming ceremony, and 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 so uh, I remember when um, she passed. I had I was working at the firehouse, and I told him I just found found out about it. I, I said I had to go pay respects. So I got Uh-oh. somebody to sit in for me for a minute and I went to pay respects. But when he moved down here to Atlanta, he, that was when I was in Milwaukee. When he moved Uh-oh. down here to Atlanta and the community that's down here in the EFA community down here, he, um, he stated, he said, I have studied Africa and African societies and I've been all over the continent. Not one time did I find homosexuality has an issue in African societies. It is not indigenous to African societies. Europeans, you know, we can trace that all the way back to the Greeks. You know, you can trace that back to the Greeks and, and, and how they how they were and, and, and who they were and what they did. You know, that's just like, you know, the, when you look at Greek art, uh, uh, art, when you look at Greek statues, they glorify men they're not they they don't have statues with men and women like they did in kemet they don't have medunetjer with men and women because we understood that women were a complement you know and, and and you had women beside them but they they had pictures of men with men and then men with boys you know and in fact uh, alienated women alienated women to such degree that women uh we're on the went to the island of lesbo mm, went okay. to the island of lesbo where you get the word lesbian mm-hmm. you know so that's a mm-hmm. that's a real situation and so for us i'm not condemning or condoning it but what i okay. am saying in our struggle i'm a pan africanist mm-hmm. i want africa to be independent self-determining liberated and most importantly sovereign and go. in that quest there is no issue of homosexuality in that the only thing is making that happen bringing that into existence and that that's why i've gravitated to the pan african federalist movement because that's what they want to do to bring that into existence one africa mm-hmm. with with you know with speaking in one with with one mind Speaking well, not not only not only that, but I,
5: I I've seen a number of organizations, and I see them in the local. I'm I'm in Maryland, I'm just outside of Baltimore, and um, of course we had African Liberation Day not too long ago, and I will oftentimes run into different um, local Pan African organizations, and the thing that almost every single one of those organizations has in common is that they all say Africa must unite black people must come together. Um, pan African unity is, is, you know, we must have pan African unity, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, Dr. Ron Daniels said it in, in the state of the black world conference in uh, in Baltimore here in Baltimore, mm-hmm. but not too many of them. They all start with those. They do the what? Some of them even talk about the why,
6: mm-hmm.
5: but, very few of them get into the how. Very few of them seem to really have much of a plan or a mm-hmm. process or at least how their organization wants to achieve it, other than standing up on a podium, pounding their fists on the table or the platform or whatever and saying Africa must unite. And part of the problem I see there even is, is, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to turn these into cliches. Uh, I think I already have, actually. <laughs> I'm, I've mentioned these a few times uh, in Baltimore when I talk to people at the State of Black War Conference, um, which is one of the few times got people <laughs> listening to me. But, um, but a lot of times, it seems that all of our organizations agree on one thing. We agree that Africa must unite, that African people must come together.
3: Right.
5: So we all say that. But what splits us apart is the three words at the end that we never say. We don't say these words, but we mean them. We say African people must unite. But at the end, the unspoken words, under my leadership. Now, if everybody's saying African people must unite under my leadership, Mm -hmm. how are they going to come together? How are they going to unify? Because they're all going to be insisting that I have to be the lead dog.
3: See, that's that's what's messed up. It's not under your leadership. The bottom line should be African people must unite. And this is how we are going to do it. Yep. This is yep. how we are going to do it. There's not, yep. there is no charismatic leader. Right. There is no little small group here or there. It is a consortium. It is a, it is a group of brothers and sisters who uh, we agree upon who have the best interests of african people in mind and in heart and and they bring to the table uh ideas and constituency that will help bring this about that's right. that's what the deal is cuz no you're right cuz if they say under my leadership well, why why are you and who, right. who are you you know no that's
5: actually one reason that's actually one reason why i no longer say Africa must speak with one voice, because the next question is, well, whose voice should that be? Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I don't I don't think of it as much as one voice. I think of it as many voices singing together. Yes, and that like a chorus. Yeah. What 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 make what makes the music of Lady Smith Black Mambazo so so uplifting? Mm-hmm. It's not that there's one of them singing,
4: right?
5: And it's not that there's one of them singing the same note. They're all sing- they're singing the same song. Mm-hmm. But they're coming at that song from their own unique position, their own unique perspective and when they all come together in a coordinated and cooperative manner, then you have something beautiful and and so to me that that is that is the big thing that mm-hmm. we we get away from the I call them three dangerous words under my leadership and then there's the four dangerous words uh, I have the answer
6: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: because if I have the answer that means you don't. And if I have the answer and you don't, then why am I listening to you? <laughs> and and this 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 seems—I don't know how many people I've run into uh, over the years who've been who have tried to convince me to stop what I am doing mm-hmm. and follow them. <laughs> and, and 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 the it, I almost always hear those four words. I say, well, "Look, man, I, I got the answer. I got the answer." <laughs> And the yeah. weird thing about it is you'll run into them five years later, and they're in the same place that they were five years before.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: They're still trying to beat you upside the head with this two-by-four saying, I got the answer. I got the answer. Stop what you're doing and come follow me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm thinking, okay, look around you. If you any different now from what it was five years ago, if you don't see any change whatsoever, if you haven't made any new friends, if you haven't started to build any kind of cooperative work, then maybe there's some things to rethink here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, for, for me, I guess I guess the, the, the key word is cooperative. I'm, I'm currently in the slow process. I'm one of the slowest readers you'll ever see, which is why which is why I probably won't finish reading Blueprint for Black Power for another several years. Because I mean, that book's 780-some pages is. Some page it long. is. Um,
3: I, I, I never forget when I saw it, man, I, I bought it. I'm like, whoa, Dr. Wilson. I, I,
5: I had to save up to get that book. Yeah, I like, whoa, Dr. <laughs> Wilson. Man. Then I had to do weight training just to be able to pick it up.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, it but it's powerful. It is a powerful. Yeah, book. but I am
5: also currently reading this book um, called "Collective Courage" by uh, Jessica Gordon Nemhart,
3: mm-hmm.
5: and and I, I'm looking at the book right now. As a matter of fact, "Collective Courage" the subtitle: "A History of African American Cooperative Economic Thought and Practice." Okay, and nice now it's mostly Af- cooperative economics, mm-hmm. but I think there's other kinds of cooperation. You sure, know, there's there, but but at any rate. it's and because it's economics, and and I'm not an economics nerd, it's going to take me longer to get through this book, even. Mm-hmm. And she has a she has a rather clinical way of describing a thing, and okay. and, and and usually clinical discourse is even harder for me to follow. Uh, I've been pushing back against being being um, uh, an intellectual for about forty years, <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> You know, you, yeah. you, you, you get your sheepskin from a university and then you spend the rest of your life trying to prove everybody that you're not a nerd. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so at any rate, that, that, that book's taken me a while to read too. But to me, the big thing there is, is it's collective and cooperative.
3: Mm-hmm. Right.
5: right. So, uh, so in, in my opinion, if we want to move.
3: Well, that's just African like...
5: people as a whole ahead, then, then at least those have to be in the equation.
3: Yeah. That's why I'm also a member of Us Lifting Us, the Economic Development Cooperative for our people. Excellent. You know, that's the model that we have to have. Capitalism is an evil system. You know, Mm. capitalism is a very evil system. And what has happened here is that because they have consistently allowed more and more people to feel great about their attainment of, 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 of this system and the attainment of capital, you know the house that they have the car they have the job they have mm-hmm. you know and not understanding all the other people who don't it's like for us as african people it's only designed for a few of us to be in that system and doing well not for the majority of us you know if you would say right oh, pyramid scheme Pardon It's basically a pyramid scheme Yeah yeah yeah, it is. It's just like multi-level marketing. <laughs> but listen, mm-hmm. I'm going to take a break, and when we come back from the break. We'll engage in more conversation, and we do have some people holding on. I'm going to get them in the conversation. Okay, we're talking to brother. Right. We're talking to brother Cliff with the Pan African Federalist Movement. And uh, your questions, your comments are welcome when we go back to the other side. And so you're listening to African perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on TimeForAnAwakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back.
0: You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
7: some Frisco hot stew. Give me about a half a teacup of bass. That's our bass player from Macon, Georgia, Gerald Jamont. And now we need a pound of fat-back drum. Pretty ladies and gentlemen on the drums. And four level tablespoons of ball in Memphis guitar now. Carnell Dupreeze with Fort Worth, Texas on the. Guitar. Of you, Thank you. It's home. Around, us, ladies and gentlemen.
4: You are listening to Time For An Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com.
3: Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives. That was King Curtis, Memphis Soul Stew. Uh, I just had to hear that, man. I came into my mind. I was like, man, I ain't heard that in a, quite a while. And so I looked it up, found it, and shared it with you. Hope you enjoyed it. King Curtis Memphis Soul Stew. That was early 70s. Once again, it's about over 50 years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, um, yeah, uh, you got it right. I'm definitely old school. <laughs> Let me get back to our conversation. You can join this conversation by dialing 215-490-9832, 215 490 Nine eight three two. I'm talking to Brother Cliff of the Pan African Federalist Movement, and uh, also too we got Mama Nabantu on the on the line. Mama Nabantu, okay. good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon. Can you hear me? Okay.
3: We can hear you fine, dear. Greetings. Oh. hey, greetings, Brother
2: Cliff. How you doing?
5: Oh, not too bad. I got I got the sand out of my eyes. <laughs>
3: He said he was a up early this morning. <laughs> oh, bushy tail, right? Yeah, he ain't used to that. <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: Bushy something.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let me yeah, I just see. wanted to comment on...
3: Sure, oh, go, right, ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead Mom, I'm about to Go ahead.
2: You know, about the... You were talking about the funds that was given by the MacArthur Foundation to uh, uh, Ron Daniels Group. Right. I think it's the National...
6: Right. Coalition
2: or commission. Uh, and also uh, with Pope. uh in Cobra. Right. And it it we don't I mean, when you give it, it, the things that happened after they received the funds, of course the, the Cobra did not have their five oh one C and so they had to use NARC, uh their five oh one C, a fiscal agent. So they got ten percent of that. And Oh, then, so, oh so, well, no, so hold
3: on, Mom, i about to, so since COBRA didn't have the 501C, who did they use?
2: They used NARC, National uh, Reparations uh, Commission oh, that okay. Ron Daniels run.
3: Oh, so, so Ron Daniels, Ron Daniels got another 10% then. Okay.
2: Yeah, they got uh, 10% of that, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it caused problems on both of their boards. Okay. That people left. Um, brother that were scared when Cobra left
6: mm-hmm.
2: and you know you wonder when they throw this money at you they know we have issues with money mm-hmm. and it disrupted a lot of what was going on within Cobra more so I think than NARC I think NARC was able to mm-hmm. overcome the, the okay. loss of their board members but um, I think that in Cobra still sort of uh, suffering a bit but the brother Tim uh, Howard has gone ahead uh, he's still a member, but he's not, you know, the chair anymore. I see. And I think he has organized another organization, and so, um, you know, it's it's sort of sad because it's a, the brother was a good brother. He's a great researcher. He did a lot to uh, revise the uh, HR forty, um, and, and was able to help bring in those um, they what was it um, the Congress in. You know, I think now we got to start all over again to get Mm -hmm. their uh, approval um, for the next step. So I just wanted to comment on that, on how it caused some problems on both of those organizations um, with those funds that came in.
6: Yeah.
3: Well, I I wasn't aware of them, and I know that, um, you know, they had the conference that we attended in Baltimore, and, you know, they asked for a decent amount of money for the fee for the registration fee and didn't i i didn't get anything but that booklet that's the only thing i got was that booklet you know and i'm like
5: did, did, you, did you get the nice little handbag
3: you no i did no you didn't i didn't get the handbag wow. no i think i did yes i did i did i, I did get the handbag too i apologize. <laughs> yes. Okay, to keep my to, to keep my booklet in. Yes, I did. <laughs> you know, and like I said, I understand about conferences where, you, where you're trying to bring people in, and you got to pay for their transportation, you got to for speakers and so forth, and pay for for their lodging. I understand all of those things, you know, um, but um, I don't know, you know, and uh, I I felt that um, in light of what. We're trying to do as a people. And that's the, I think that was the fifth State of the Black World Conference. I've been to three others, and they've pretty mm-hmm. much been the same thing. I was at the one in Baltimore previously, uh, went to the one in Atlanta, they had in an Atlanta, and I think there was another one that I went to. But anyway, um, you know, and if you're gonna present the same thing, you know, at least it sh- well, to me, what it should be about since the last we met. These are the things that have happened. These are the things mm-hmm. that we worked on. These are the things that have been done. These are the things that still need some, you know, uh, some effort into. That's what should happen. should be an assessment, you know, mm-hmm. instead of the same thing that we talked about and do every time.
5: Yeah, know? it's like, are you going anywhere with this, or are you just, like,
3: running laps? Yeah, you know, and getting paid. So, yeah. so you know, but with the Pan-African Federalist Movement, how I feel about that, working with uh, African countries and, and uh, individuals within African governments, you know, I know it's very hard. Um, even, I'm going back to the fire service again. In the fire service, there were some smaller communities that had the world of thought to maintain a fire department, but they knew that probably what would be best is that they combined, is that they work together, consolidate to share resources and become more effective. But they, but they didn't want to give up you know, I guess their autonomy or they not want to give up their ability to, to do things in their way, you know. And I see that on the continent. There are African leadership that no, but mm-hmm. P- particularly because it has benefit their their group, and I hate this word their tribe you know benefit their group at, over other group within that particular country. there shouldn't be about groups or countries there shouldn't be about borders. you know we need to work on as 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 the pan African federalist movement the whole idea there are no borders. In fact, the borders that you see on a political map and the borders have been drawn up are been drawn up through the uh, Berlin Conference. They've been drawn up by Europeans. And some of the some of the country names are still European. And what we want to do is purge ourselves, get rid of all of that. You know. Well, it, is there I'm asked a question. Is there a timetable? for the Pan-African Federalist Movement to bring into existence what we're trying to do.
5: Um, which, which, I'm not sure which one of us should answer that question
3: first. <laughs> well, either one of you.
5: you well, I'm, I'm, well, looking, I'm looking at the PAFMUSA.org website right now, and if you if you go to the main page, PAFMUSA.org, P A F M U A S United African State dot O R G. The first thing that jumps out at you is the header on that page, and the background is the the, I'm not, I keep forgetting where the statue is, whether it's in Ghana or whatever, but it's um, a man, a woman, and the man is holding a young child. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, that's the statue from Senegal. Yeah, right. Yeah, and
5: beautiful. and so that's in the in the in the black ground, as we like to say. Mm-hmm. But the main header says United African States by twenty thirty.
3: By twenty thirty, okay. and,
5: and now some people will look at that that's and they'll say, "Well, that's that's very ambitious," and they don't know whether or not we'll pull it off. But you know, that's what we're aiming for. So yeah, and that's and that's, soon. that's the target,
3: and that's soon seven years. You know, yeah. some may argue about length of time, but that's not a long time at all no uh, it's not and so uh, we we need to you know no no procrastination <laughs> ain't got mm-hmm. time for it. we need to make this happen you know mm-hmm. and 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 one of the main things you're asking is for uh countries with their particular leaderships to find a way to to give up and allow a central government to take shape. You know, for the benefit the of all, for the benefit of of, for the benefit of of us all. And that's that right. that could be very deep. You know. But we got a lot of we got a lot of calls here. So let me uh take a couple of the calls, okay? All right. Uh 414, 414. Good afternoon. 414. Okay, we well, can continue to listen. Let me go to 334. 334, Good afternoon. Peace and blessings, brother i I'm just I checking in a little late, so um, just want to uh,
0: listen to the call for the rest of the duration of the time okay, that you dear have brother.
3: All right, thank you, brother. Brother loves. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Blessings. Peace and blessings. Four six nine, four six nine. Good afternoon. Brother Oshi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, man? Ah,
0: man, I cannot complain. Look, I've got a great documentary I'm going to send to you. Okay. Uh, It's related to Juneteenth. I went to uh, Gavison yesterday, my brother and I. Met a brother down there who is really involved in the Juneteenth, and he goes through the whole historical narrative and so forth and they have a 45 minute documentary oh
4: wow. and it is
0: really 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 good i mean it is an excellent documentary well, that i, I actually had an opportunity to watch yeah. this morning so i want to uh forward that
3: to you do i have your email address no but i can uh Kevin, I can give it to you. I can give it to you right now. It's very easy.
0: Why don't you? You have my number. Why don't yeah, you text, text
3: it to me? I sure will. I'll do yeah, that. Yeah,
0: text it to me. But but you would really appreciate this. I mean, this is is well documented. It is the the uh, the, the video, the clarity, and the whole bit is mm. very. I mean, very very professional. Right on. And um, you, you would, you would really, you and the listening audience, uh, you would really, really appreciate what these people have done. So I just wanted to call and holler at you. I've been listening to you, and I want to call and holler at you, and uh, just give you that piece of information. And like always, man, check,
3: How's your health? Oh man, I'm doing fine, brother. I'm, I'm doing well. Yep, I'm doing well. i feeling pretty good, although I still have my left shoulder needs to be. I, uh, I need to have some work on that with a rotator cuff problem, but that'll take that, that. I'll take care of that. But other than that, man, yeah. I just went to the doctor the other day, and you know, so my breathing is good. My heart is good. That's great. So I'm I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, right man, on.
0: we're having a uh, a reunion. It's just really my immediate family. It's uh six of us and my my oldest niece, we're gonna be in Memphis uh Thursday.
6: Okay. Thursday
0: to Sunday. So we're gonna go down there and hopefully I have an opportunity to meet someone down there and get some more inf- and get some information. Sure. And whatever I get but you know I'll, I'm gonna share with you, brother.
3: Yeah, I appreciate that brother.
0: Just let All me right. know. Well I gonna get out of here and uh hey, keep up the good work eh? I know you're gonna do it
3: anyway. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Brother Kevin. Appreciate you. All right. Brother Kevin Peace. Prince, man, nice. good brother. He's, he was in Tulsa. Now he's in uh he's in uh Texas. He's in Houston. Uh 202, 202 good afternoon. Yes, that's me. How you doing? Well, I know you're doing good. I have heard you say it for a time. Already. <laughs> okay. Um Okay, I, okay, um, Brother Rick. How you doing, how yeah, you doing? Yeah.
4: I'm good, brother. Good. You know, I, I, I constantly hope that I'm going to hear the direction that I can be in complete agreement with, you know, that we can all get behind it and push towards our future. Now, that, that, I don't know what that sounds like to people. We we have so much knowledge of what has happened. I mean, who doesn't? You know what I'm saying? Because it's all been documented.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, I will not say all of it. Right. But much of it has been documented. We can go back and see. Oh, this happened. We should have did this. They did this to us. Da da da. We we used to do this. We. But what are the people in in, in two thousand eighty five going to say about us? We used to that, that they used to call radio stations and talk about how great they were. Oh, they were they. You know, and here's some of the pictures of them because they don't exist no more. Mm. You know, that, things mm. like that. And, and yeah. that sounds, I don't know how that sounds. It's probably depressing because, I, you know, most of us grow up depressed and don't realize it. Mm-hmm. But we still deal with it. But I, I think about the things that our ancestors used to have to do just to get up and greet the sun and duck when the moon would come up to keep to, to make sure there'd be a tomorrow for them. We, we, we seem to revel on what people have done in the past, but we don't. I won't say don't, but we don't have a a plan for the future. And and that, as I read through, and I I was a history professor. No, I consider myself that. But people who were successful constantly worked towards their future. They had an identifiable plan, and they would kill the people that interrupted with their plan. I mean, I'm just being straight up. Mm-hmm. you not in agreement with this, you got to go, go. You
3: got to go. Because yep. this
4: is the way we're going to, you yeah. know, mouthy tongue laid it out.
3: Right. You know, right.
4: And I, I grew up at that time when I was like, damn, so that's how it's done. You know yeah. what I'm saying?
3: Right. You well, killed all a all lot of people.
4: Get
6: yeah.
1: You killed
4: yeah. a lot of distenters. And, and so what were we doing? We were just chasing after, when well, I say we, I mean They chasing after civil rights let's mm-hmm. let us in your house and sit at your table and eat your food mm-hmm. what kind of shit is that yeah and we wonder why our our, our generation our uh, present generation is like they are yeah. they don't have any regard for the future because they don't expect to be in it
3: yeah well they're depending uh, upon they're depending upon the goodness and kindness of of an evil evil entity, white folks. uh, It has never never shown them that. No. Never. And it
4: won't ever. That's why they're trying to get to Mars, (laughs) so they can turn this planet (laughs) into a big old plantation, and they're sitting Mm -hmm. up on Mars with Elon Musk and his crew and whoever else they develop. That's what the plan is. And we look at what we do, Oshie. I mean, you, you identify it all the time. But it's got to have a beginning. It can't just be talked about. And it really can't be discussed in public. That's why yeah. I love uh, that book that Dr. Fox put out. Yeah. How it talks about the necessity of people having privatized study groups
6: mm-hmm.
4: where they discuss things. Not that they can't still eavesdrop, but it's not as accessible for someone to know your plans Right. if you're not using your
3: devices. Exactly. Especially Every time somebody. we get on the
4: phone, especially somebody who, who will sabotage phone, your man, plans. Listen, every time we get on the phone, there are people at the police station, the Pentagon, the CIA, the NSA, like, the local. He's dropping. Mm-hmm. He's dropping nothing. It's their devices. We're, he's dropping yeah. on their systems. Yeah. We got a, we, and we've got young brothers that have brilliant minds and ideas that haven't been used yet that we don't even listen to. But they have plans. There's a brother in Africa who's... Well, who I, I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want to in, in, instigate the wrong thought among these people. But let me just say he's developing a way for us to communicate without using current technology. That's probably the best way I can put it. And you just have to research it. But I'm just saying, there's, man, if we don't do something, 2085 ain't going to be none of us around. Yeah, Really. You know, there'll be animals and, and gorillas will be running the zoo and you know who knows? You know how some of my ancestors locked up <laughs> yeah. in the in the in the, in the gorilla cage. You say, you know, this is what's left of them, and it'd be a damn shame, man, for people to have built the pyramids to end up in 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 in, in cages. And there's and the pyramids that's what we're doing now. And the
3: pyramids are still standing. They'll yeah, still and
4: standing. we're and we're pretty much yeah that right now, man. So I, I don't, okay. you know, uh, like I said, there's a lot of things that can be discussed, but they can't be always discussed publicly. Huh? Yeah, I, hear I think you. you. can appreciate that. Right on. But, uh, man, we got to do something for our future that's tangible and identifiable, or we ought to just get a big old insurance policy and let them have the money and out our
3: business. Man. <laughs> okay, Brother Rick, you hold on, man. Brother, <clears throat> brother, brother Cliff, you got anything to add? This is, this is Brother well, Cliff I'm, from the Pan-African Federalist Movement.
5: Uh, yes, sir. Um, well, as far as, as the, I guess a major part of that end of the, of the discussion there, there's, I guess, a balance that we have to figure out how we can strike between creating a beacon to draw our people together for our people to follow versus ensuring that we are not infiltrated or we are not disrupted or we are not otherwise placing ourselves in danger. Uh, a friend of mine in uh, Baltimore had a place in, in the west, on the west side of town. And um, it was a reasonably decent sized uh, house, it had three levels to it. It was detached. Um, it was an older house, an area where there are a lot of houses of, about that size. And he was planning to turn it into an independent African centered school gonna call it Umoja the Moja and Yumba Shule. And um, I met him right around the same time that I really started getting into into a lot of this pan and the Pan African organizing is about nineteen ninety five thereabouts. And um, and so he he had this house and in the late fall of the year two thousand his house became the host site for the Eastern Regional Conference of the Association for the Study of Classical African Civilizations,
3: ASCAC. ASCAC. ASCAC, yeah. And,
5: yes. So, mm-hmm. over those two days, cause I, 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 I was a frustrated club DJ and I turned into a mobile DJ thereafter. So, I had a sound system. So, basically, I hooked up in the area of, of the building for sound. He had cleared out this one section of the house on the first floor. And it had room for about 40 or 50 people to sit in a little stage area. And he calls it Garvey Hall.
3: Okay, right And
5: on. so, yeah, so I hooked it up with Sal. And over three days, I got a chance to meet um, Dr. Um, Jacob Carruthers, uh, Dr. Yeah. Asa Hilliard, yes. uh, Dr. Chinwezu, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, yes. Dr. Tony Browder, Baba Ankhmi Ra and uh, Doctor wow. uh, Doctor John Chassell. Well um,
3: at that time, they, those are the, those are the heavyweights. Most of, a lot of them are yes. ancestors now. Those are yes, the beautiful yes. heavyweights, man.
5: Yeah, they, and they just all came rolling on through there, and they would each ha- have something something of, of great import to say. So that was mm-hmm. November of of two thousand. And so he he had the biggest red, black and green flag I ever saw out <laughs> in front of the house I right mean it on. was it was glorious beautiful and yet we had all these people from our community, some of them were activists, and they made it a point to talk about how proud they were that this brother and his family had the courage mm-hmm. to place this house there and to and to have this this event there and to have their plans to build the school well over a period of about I guess, uh, 10, five to 10 years, they had suffered at least 10 to 15 break-ins mm. in their house. Mm. And the, the curious thing was that when those break-ins occurred in almost every case, nothing was ever taken, which makes you think, okay, why did they break into the house? So the whole idea of black bag jobs that sort of thing came up November, December of 2001. After the string of break-ins, somebody sets the house on fire, and it—the house is pretty much is pretty much a total loss. They almost burned the house down around his dogs. He had a pair of mm. he had a pair of Rottweilers, and mm-hmm. at the time, Rottwe- those are those are some mean-looking dogs. Yeah, yeah, I've had a Rottweiler since then, so now <laughs> I know I know what their real temperament is. <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah.
5: And if they're socialized, then they're the sweetest dogs in the world. Just still defend your mm-hmm. house. Yep. But if you don't know them, then you don't want to mess with them. So the, house, the dogs managed to survive. Um, and ultimately, he, he winds up moving out of the house. And, and one of the reasons why he moved out is because, well, number one, a house is barely salvageable. Mm-hmm. It would have been very expensive to salvage it. Now, someone has since moved in and re- remodeled it. But the other reason why he moved out of there was also the reason why he didn't hold any more of those kinds of conferences. After that fire took place, a number of the people who had come out and so proudly proclaimed that this is a great thing that you and your family are doing we admire your courage blah 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 a lot of those same people ran away from him after the fire in his house so on the one hand you've got do i put this house up as a beacon for the people to follow but then on the other hand Am I compromising the security of myself and my family in doing that? So he he ultimately took a look at that and said, okay, I can't continue to do this in in this way. He still gets involved in a lot of things, but not to the degree that he did before. And it was a combination of the issue of the inability to keep his family safe and also when he paid that price, a lot of the people that he had done this for Essentially failed to stand by him. I, I wrote a piece in a newsletter that I was writing at the time called Coomba Report. And, um, I criticized those of us in the community who had abandoned him after the fire. And I didn't call any names. I didn't call any names of individuals or organizations. I just talked about the behavior. And I caught black from people <laughs> because I, because I, I, I challenged us to do better. Um, so there, there are these, there are those kinds of things. Also when you're recruiting people for an organization, you put your organization out there in the hope that you will bring in members or organizers or supporters or champions or ambassadors or whatever. But sometimes the people you pull in, of course, we're all familiar with with what happened during COINTELPRO. The FBI placed agents provocateurs in our organizations to destabilize them. AIM, Black Panther Party, Revolutionary Action Movement, on and on and on and on and on. And so there, there is that issue that sometimes people will come into your organization and I I don't, I don't call someone an agent if they come in and they are disruptive because sometimes they're just, they're just somebody who just doesn't know how to organize. And I also don't call people agents because that was actually the tactic that the agents themselves used Mm -hmm. to point the finger at someone who was not an agent, call them an agent, and then get their own people to take action against them up Mm -hmm. to and including summary execution. Mm. So because of the fact that that got innocent people killed, I don't call someone an agent if they are a disruptive force. I will say the person may be an opportunist. I will say the person mm-hmm. is a disruptor. I will say that the person ain't got no business within earshot of what our organization is doing and that we need to be careful as far as who we bring in because some people have screws loose. Some people are, have ulterior personal motives. And some people some people are just plain opportunists. Right. So right. you, you, you got to deal with that. There's the security piece. Am I bringing in a disruptive element? Am I attracting the kind of attention that may bring my organization down before it has a chance to breathe? Versus, we've got to reach the people, especially if we're a grassroots organization. How do we do that? How do we get the people to organize if we're not out there? So, it's it's a trade-off, and I guess you just got to keep your your head on a swivel, keep your eyes open, and be vigilant.
3: And that's and you're right. And but the bottom line is, we must be visible. We must be mm-hmm. out there. We got to be out there. It, it, you know. Yes, d- there's some agent provocateurs. Yes, there's some. Inter- there's there's going to be some, some. Uh, just in fact, there's a um, historical society in Milwaukee, and this brother has. You know, I love him. I love him for what he's done, the sacrifices that he has made, and. There was vandalism at the Historical Society last week. Uh, mm. Some deranged Caucasian woman got her mm. on film. She's busting windows with bricks and whatever, man. She's just busting windows. Uh, they believe that the, the destruction was about almost $3,000 $3, worth of damage. You know? Wow, well, she, and she was at the Capitol? No, 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 no. This is in Milwaukee at <laughs> the Wisconsin by the Capitol. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you know, and 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 what I mentioned earlier about the mindset of Caucasians in this country, particularly those so-called right-wing, mm-hmm. you know, Republican, Trump-loving megas, the mindset of them, and. And and the fact that we need to do what we must do, to collectively bring our people together, so we can we can organize and we can hopefully develop ourselves to get up out of this madness, is going to be physically challenged, and that's a fact. Just like on 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 the continent, it's going to be physically challenged. I mean, you know, I saw a piece where you know Muammar Gaddafi, and and there was no better friend to Africa. I ain't saying Sub-Saharan Africa. I mean Africa, period. I don't Mm -hmm. deal with Sub-Saharan Africa. It's all Africa. It's all one. No better friend to Africa than Muammar Gaddafi who was willing.
5: He was a top founder of the African Union at the end.
3: Yeah. And he was willing to share the wealth of Libya with other African nations. But the job that the West did on him in terms of him being crazy, him him being a despot, him being a a dictator and his uh, sons and so forth, all of that, you know, justified in the minds of the people for the West, United States, England and France and others, to, to move on him and kill him, uh-huh. and to take the the wealth of Libya. Before that, if you understood what Muammar Gaddafi did for the people of Libya, they loved him. Right, they loved him.
5: And one of the highest literacy rates in the world. In the
3: world, sharing yeah. the wealth. If you were going to get married, they gave you a home to get you to get you and your family started. There were so many things that they did. Uh-huh. And what he wanted to do was uh, um, develop a currency, the golden hour, a coin in, mm-hmm. on the continent that you would have to buy the uh, mineral wealth and oil and so forth without the petrol dollar. Then, mm-hmm. recently, come to find out they were doing some other research that they found water under the desert mm-hmm. that they could pump this water. They really had to kill him because the the economic um independence that they could have established was beyond anything that the West could do and deal with. And so And the
5: crazy the crazy thing there is is that is that at the time that the Obama Obama Clinton administration took their action against them, Gaddafi had sworn off Arab "Quote unquote Arab Islamic terrorism." He sworn it off. He said,
6: "Look,
5: yeah. he, he'd yeah. actually he'd actually apologized to victims of Lockerbie."
3: Yeah,
5: and said, "Look, the degree to which my government was involved, you know, we we apologize for that and offered reparations." To right,
3: him. right. He was offering money for that. Exactly.
5: He told the Bush administration and the Obama administration, mm-hmm. "Look, I'm going to keep a lid on on this on this uh, North." this north african arab radical islamic terrorism i'm going to make sure that it doesn't go crazy i'm going to keep it under wraps i'm going to keep it under control for you guys i'm going to do this to keep it from running rampant all over over africa and all over the rest of the world and of course they they use the conflagration that that, that jumped up in in the eastern part of the country and, and if his son said some crazy things, maybe he did, I'm I'm not hundred percent sure, but they then used that to go after him. Um, I remember going to a um, an Africa Policy Forum event that then Congresswoman Karen Bass was holding on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. She did when she was a, a California congressperson. And I would take the train down to DC to go to her different Africa policy forums. She did one on a Goa, she did some others she had this one on Boko Haram mm. and she had assistant secretary of state
6: mm-hmm. for
5: Africa, Robert Jackson, who was on the panel. And as he was talking, I heard something that, that piqued my interest. So I wrote it down and I didn't get a chance to ask this question in, in an open forum, but I approached Mr. Jackson after the, after the event was, was over and everyone was walking out and I said, look, I have a question for you. He says, yes. You're saying that Boko Haram basically got all their weapons around 2011,
6: 2012.
5: Yeah. Uh, okay, the attack on Libya occurred in what, 2011? It says, yeah. Okay, so now Boko Haram, you said in your presentation that Boko Haram got a lot of their weaponry that they used to create havoc in, in northeastern Nigeria from Libya. It says, yes. Yeah. You also said that ISIL and Syria got their weaponry from libya he says yes did that weaponry come as a result of the united states attack on libya and he says well yes it did i said well hmm would you would you characterize that as an example of blowback the blowback being i do something to you and then mm-hmm, something right. bad happens to me mm-hmm, afterwards right. as a result of what i did to you
6: mm-hmm. and
5: he said well i wouldn't call it blowback i would call it a consequence. I was like, okay, that's good enough, because it really wasn't blowback. It was blow sideways. <laughs> I mm-hmm. do something bad to you, and because of what I did to you, something bad then happens to a third party. Mm. Because that's what happened. The United States basically launches cruise missiles into Tripoli mm-hmm. to chase Gaddafi out of there. It runs the CERT, his home village. It cruise missiles the CERT chase him out of certain he gets in his convoy and and is running across the across the country cruise missiles against his convoy which basically strips him of this protection so that his adversaries can descend upon him take him in and over the next few days hacking to death um and then right after that all those libyan weapons mm-hmm. hit the air hit the wind and then next thing you know isil has got some boko haram's got some. And so Syria Syria becomes a basket case. Northeastern Nigeria becomes a basket case. The Chabok girls get taken. Right. The Nigerian military doesn't even know what to do with them. And the Nigerian military is pretty badass as far as military regimes on the African continent. They didn't know what to do with Boko Haram. And I'm like, okay, all all this, that's that's one reason why when I think about it, I, I say that the attack on Libya was probably... I'll be somewhat generous and call it a mistake. The worst mistake...
3: It was the most devastating. Yeah, the some people wouldn't call it a mistake.
5: But i say the no. worst mistake of the Obama administration yeah. was well, he, that attack. He off.
3: said that. Obama said that, but eh, you know, I don't give him... I blame him. I can't stand Barack Obama's ass to this very day, particularly because mm-hmm. of that, you know. And then when I found out about the water that, you know, could be extracted and, and you know... All the things that could have happened and could have been done for Africa, mm-hmm. I look at you know the benefit to Africa. Let me get this other caller here before we. Oh, we ain't got mm-hmm. that much time. Let me see if we can get her. Oh, in
5: I'm gonna I'm shut up, guy.
3: Okay, <laughs> Sister Habia, are you there? Yes,
5: uh, enjoying the
8: program. It's a really great program. Thank you. And uh, you know, pre- appreciating the uh, the speaker. And I had a uh, a question sure. that I wanted to to ask him. Uh, So far as what would would be the recommendations for, you know, because we're going to the African continent, you know, with some other Africans, too. But uh, so far as having the people want to embrace uh, the pan-African movement and the principles we have, because there's lots of uh, Africans, uh, you know, on the continent that have been inflicted with the same type of uh, Europeanism. And so, you know, it's like uh, education process So, what what were some of the measures that you would think that to be employed to do that? Because we didn't want to, uh, you know, have – because I, I guess it was people that went to Liberia, you know, people from the United States went to Liberia. And, you know, and and there was problems that people thought that we would, you know, trying to go into that country and tell them what to do and, and as if, you know, having a, a –
3: you know, a, a, a problem in that regard. You got something for? Okay, us? okay. you want me to chime group? in on yeah. that? Yeah, please. Yeah, and you got to be quick because I'm. Out of, yeah, you got to be quick because I'm kind of out of time. Okay. Oh, we
6: Okay.
5: I I would say I would say the the more we educate ourselves, the more we learn, the more we read, that'll help out a lot. Joining organizations that are truly working for the unification of African people. Pan African Federalist Movement is one such organization. as one. Yeah, I'm saying
8: the African people on the continent. What would you? Well, PAF- they
5: F- PAFM is organizing not just African people in North America, Central America, Caribbean, South America. Right. But we also got all five regions of Africa. So right. if you if you get involved with PAFM, you've got brothers from brothers and sisters from countries in africa who are who are also working with it we're not working to build the diaspora and then bring it into the african union for example like another organization i mentioned Mm
3: -hmm. this one
5: is seeking to build the political organization of of the african world continent caribbean central america greater diaspora all at once and so that includes everybody
8: Yes, yeah, so was going oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm part of that the, the organization too and, and I was just, you know, just speaking on that concrete. So All right. and I just want to give a shout out for 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 from con- the State of the World, um, because I think the brothers that they do a lot of work and I think it was a, it was a great effort. You know, they're trying to bring great scholars around and you get mm-hmm. to hear their stories. And so I you know, I, I don't wanna just criticize what they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we can, I, I want to salute the hard work that they did and then we should work to make it better and, and bring in the ideas that we think um, would would make it better. Because I'm not sure what, what what was said that we, you know, if we, you know, brought in the ideas that, that we shared, the criticisms of how it could be better. I
3: should, okay. Uh, you
8: know, yeah. So, yeah, they're working and we just work I mean, can you could just go down? I think we need to, you know, state specifically more, you know, whatever it is, we'll work together to improve it. but. I, I, I want to give a say to their great work that they did. Okay, all, all of us
5: are doing work, and, and all and all of us, all of us can find places where we can do what we do better. Right, right. and
8: I think right. that they, that, yeah, and I think at that conference they were saying some of the, the good works that, that they did, and I think that that's giving some examples and you know uh, encouraging people to join those organizations, etc.
3: All right. All right, okay. all right, So, so Thank you, sister. being and brother, brother Cliff. We appreciate you, man. We appreciate the African Federalist Movement, Mama Nabantu, and all those who work with it, and, and brother Mstada, all those who work with it. And we're definitely trying to move in seven years from now to make that a reality.
2: So we got our end. goal seven years. All that's right. right.
3: <laughs> that's that's right. That's good. Yeah, that's right. We're making it yeah. happen. Yes, yes, yes. So. Okay.
2: Right.
3: okay, we'll see that. Yep. Hey, okay, family, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, brothers and sisters, we we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko: "The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed." This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the african mind but not just the m i n d but the m i n e because under the feet of african people lies all of the resources that everybody wants think they can't do it out and it's showing they, sure they don't want to pay for brothers and sisters you have a blessed and wonderful day shim hotel means go in peace A sante sana means thank you Bibi forie Bibi means our victorious destiny brothers and sisters we will be victorious you have a blessed and wonderful weekend see you on monday Peace, family.